time for illegal ham in the face. But, but, but bro, where's the banjo? everybody i am that fat guy jared fatty bates and welcome to another episode of illegal ham to the face uh we are without big bry tonight but i got a big show because when bry's away the fat guy will play and i got two guests on with us here a little bit later but i always first gotta bring in our producer our sort of audio to peter tellup audio uh we have my cousin vinnie so, hey, good morning, everybody. Let's go to bed. How was your week, brother? Oh, very busy. Yeah, are you still typing? I'm still typing, yeah. Yeah, you better type. We're <laughs> running a little late on the show here. We didn't do our show prep like we normally should. But uh, first off, let's let's bring in some special, special guest. Uh, here to talk a little bit about Amari Cooper with us, we have Shade Carter, who writes for, you're part of Them Boys Podcast, and you write for A to Z Browns Nation or uh, Cowboys Nation or? It's A to Z Sports Dallas. There it is. I yeah. knew one of them. I'm sorry. We're all, you're still typing. You got you? most of it there. You got most of it. I was close. I was close. So we're going to talk a little bit of Mari Cooper with you. And we always have our friend, when Big Bryce normally not here, we have the call to the bullpen and from the Voice of the Land Podcast. We always get our boy Kevin in seven here. Kevin, what's going on, bud? What's up, guys? How are we? We are doing good. Uh, we are trying to get things typed out. So Vinny is chicken pecking as we speak. But uh, how are your guys' week, man? I mean, Shane, how is it for you getting ready for the NFL draft starting on uh, Thursday? You guys pumped down there in uh, Texas? Um, Sort of. It's been kind of a down offseason for Cowboys fans. Uh, it feels like. It feels like the second that the playoff game ended, it just felt like it just kept getting progressively worse, whether it was a, a lawsuit or a paternity suit, an inactivity and free agency, uh, the Randy Gregory situation. Um, it just didn't – this is the one This is the one thing that uh, Cowboys fans know we're good at is drafting, and that's led off by Will McClay. They've just uh, – especially in the first round, they've hit on seven out of nine uh, first-round picks. You can't, Eight out of ten if you count the Amari Cooper trade. They traded a first-round pick for him back then for him. And so we know uh, the one thing we do excel at is uh, is the draft. But as far as if we're excited for it, it's more like we're we're basing it on how we feel this off season. The feeling around Cowboys Nation is a little more pessimistic. Um, one of the most pessimistic off seasons in years, really. So you know, you can ask me again on Sunday how I feel how I feel about the picks first. 
We can and I'll actually, I'll actually be down there covering the draft in Vegas for A to Z Sports. I'll be, this is my first time covering one. Um, I'm excited to have a lot of fun down there, meet some other people uh, in in the, in the industry, other people in my uh, – actually, in my staff who I've never met face-to-face yet. So I'm excited. Remember, it is Vegas, okay? And you can't do some stuff – well, no, you can. You can do whatever you want in Vegas. doesn't matter if it's work-related or not, right? I take it as no. Everybody's saying no. Tax deductible. <laughs> <laughs> That's – one of my bosses always told me, beware of salesmen with credit cards. I said, okay. <laughs> so, Kev, how's your week going, bud? You got about, what, what we T-minus 20 days till the uh, final countdown? 25 days. Starting. 25 days. Yeah, it's uh, it's getting getting closer to uh, to the big day. So we're, uh, we're looking forward to it. Trying to dot the I's, cross the T's, get all the final payments made and just have a good time. Were you able to get most of your jerseys? So I think it's going to end up being that we have like half of the chairs covered in Indians jerseys. And yes, I'm using the word Indians in the proper manner right now because we are honoring uh, the history of the Indians because there were 106 years. And that's uh, that's the only team until this year that my the only name that my fiance and I knew being big baseball fans here in Cleveland. So um, I think uh, the reception hall actually added in. They didn't charge us extra they actually added in what used to be the extra cost for the chair covers so every chair will have uh, like a white chair cover on it and then we'll put jerseys over top of every other chair oh nice that looks great yeah so we're really looking forward to it um you know we've been kind of we felt like an old married couple for a while now so you know it's just kind of just kind of making it legal we have we actually have the legal document that needs to be signed by our officiant so Everything's in place. It's just time for May 21st to get here. Yeah. Well, you need to pray that it doesn't snow because uh, tomorrow's forecast. You see that thing for tomorrow? Yeah. See, we actually talked about this because we went out to the uh, we went out to League Park this past weekend to kind of talk to the grounds crew and kind of see if we could get certain things set up. Um, Just talk to them a month out. And we even said. We'll take cloudy and fifties. We'll take we'll, we'll take snow as long as there's not enough cover in the ground where they would have to kind of force us to go inside. The only thing we don't want is rain. And I'm gonna knock on wood because I got a real wood table right in front of me right now. So, um, you know, we're hopefully, but we do have a backup plan if necessary, and we'll make sure we communicate that if necessary. But I'm not gonna put that out into the universe because I don't want any bad juju out there. No bad juju, especially from this place. No. So. Guys, we normally start our show, and Kev, you know how we always start. We start with some shout-outs, all right? Yeah. So we, we go through, we shout-out friends, family, anything you wish. It could be your last meal that you had that was actually delicious, <laughs> whatever you want to do, because that's how we roll. So I'm going to go first. You ready for some shout-outs there, big fella? Are you done typing? Oh, yeah. Okay. So first off, I got to shout-out my boys here at Legal Hand. Uh, we had our 100th episode last week. It was such a blast. We didn't talk we really didn't talk that much sports. We just went back through, did our little thing of just past shows that we love, the meat bread ratio, your favorite foursome that you would like to golf with if you had a chance to, um, just a whole bunch of weird stuff that we got into last week. And then I realized it's our show. We could just take it for an hour long mm-hmm. we wanted to, and we definitely did. It was like, what, an hour and 30 minutes we did last week? Uh, Yeah, it was pretty long. So, um. Shane, do you have any shout-outs? Do you have anybody you want to shout-out down there in Texas? Anybody that uh, would be watching us? 
Uh, yeah, I want to shout out all the Cowboys fans who didn't jump ship uh, during this, uh, I'm going to use a big word, tumultuous offseason. Uh, that just kept on getting worse and worse, the ones who stuck, who stuck through it. I've seen a couple of fans already jump ship. There was actually a famous one uh, going around Twitter for a long time. This guy literally wrote a letter saying he was he was jumping on the Chargers bandwagon all of a sudden. He changed his profile picture to Chargers and all that. And I thought that like it's one thing to just like do it. It's another thing to like make it public and that seemed kind of weak to me. Uh but but I mean, you know, uh you know, you, you expose yourself you expose yourself too long, you're, you're bound to drop the trails. Um was his name LeBron James. Was, <laughs> uh, I had to say it, Kevin. I had to say it. No, 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 no. He uh he ain't left he ain't left the Cowboys fandom, he just left y'all. No, um, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, 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 that was so fresh. My, my bad. My bad. <laughs> no, I, I want to shout them out. And I also want to shout out. I guess I also want to shout out um, me because about a year and a half ago, I was working in an industry that I absolutely hated. I worked for a boss I absolutely hated and they knew it because I'm the one person who probably says the wrong things at the wrong time. But really, I just don't BS. <laughs> Um, and now here I am today. I work for a great team with AZ with AZ Sports. I'm a, a I'm associate I'm assistant producer with Flow Sports. I'm working in the industry I want to work with. Um, you know, some people get uh, get their uh, start earlier than others. Some people get it started at 28, 29, 30, like I had to. Um, but I'm grateful. I'm blessed, and I am happy that I ain't a Lions fan. Oh yeah, that's awesome, bud. That is awesome, Kevod. I mean, I. It's hard to follow that one because I know that, that that second part really spoke to me because I'm kind of the exact same way. The uh, the job I had before what I'm doing now is, uh, yeah, they did not like me very much because same reason I <laughs> I let people <laughs> I kind of I, I let people know when I, I wasn't going to play a corporate game is what how I'll say it. Um, but uh, so shout out to you, Shane, for for kind of pushing through and kind of you know getting into the industry. This is. You know, Everybody tells you it's a difficult industry to get into, but we're all everybody's got a different path. So however you got to get here, um, you know, so many blessings to you. Um, I will shout out. I always have to shout out my fiance, Jana. She has put in so much work on this on this wedding and I'm trying to help any way I can. Um, but it's you know, it's it is a stressful time. So and her balancing her physical therapy job that she's got right now and working long hours during the week and then traveling back home two and a half hours every other weekend to kind of work with her mom on things. So uh, shout out to her, shout out to her mom, Janet, and, um, you know, just shout out to both of our families for uh, just being there to support us and um, extended family that we kind of consider my, my soccer families, the, the kids I used to coach. Um, I've had, I've had one, one former player um, invited to my wedding even before I had a girlfriend. So uh, <laughs> we don't shout play out here, to, what? You don't play favorites, though. Oh, I don't play favorites. No, they just, you know, I, I don't know what it is. I, I feel like I've been mean. You know, I, you know, I was gonna try to be a teacher at one point. I've coached. I feel like I've, I've been mean at times. You know, or, or like I at least try to keep it fair and be strict. These kids just, they, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, uh, maybe I'm more of a pushover than I realize. Like, I, I had, I used to be a, a drumline advisor, and I haven't done that for two years. The kids invited me to their band banquet this year. I have not done anything for two years. I don't even know more than half the kids. So it's it's a good time. So we, we appreciate everybody that's been supporting us through this wedding process. All right. You got anything? 
Uh, actually, I do this this week. Get out of here. Oh, you oh. know what? My my wife goes here. I made something brand new. I want you to try it. She got the this recipe off of online. Uh, it was for a garlic buttered chicken. Ooh. And she goes here. You can have a little sample of it before you leave. And I went, how dare you do that? I says, okay, let me try it real quick. I went, oh my God, it's so amazing. So I can't wait actually to get home after this so that I can actually eat more food. So I'm yeah. very excited. <laughs> See, so that's huge a- shout out to my wife. Uh, tastes amazing. And I can't wait to have some more. She just she just cold clocked you right there with yeah. The, she just teased you with it. She she knows she knows what to do now. I don't like that. <laughs> well, so, so Shay, you know, Vinny is Italian, yeah. and he goes over to his boss place every like Sunday for like a dinner every like lunch. What we call lunch, they call dinner, and it is just food galore. And he just is it gorge gorge the word I would use for oh there's there's plenty of food to go around yeah I mean, but y- for you for me uh for, he wears um, stretchy pants when he goes over to his mom's house it's I, just like, I call it a sampling <laughs> so that's, that's a lot of food that goes in though <laughs> all right so you ready to do your word of the day because we're not doing trivia today oh, yeah I'm ready well obviously you're not because you're not playing your little uh you, listen I'm right on top you of that just Now, Kev, when was the last time you played this game? It's been a while, hasn't it? I mean, it's been so long that I forgot the word. I'm usually big on big words. It's been long enough that I forgot the word. So, Shade, I apologize for this because this came up because we wanted a fun segment where Vinny would chime in. You know, first we had to guess what the word meant. It just turned out to be a train wreck afterwards because, like, I'm not going to lie, I ate lead paint as a kid. You know, some stuff happened when I was a kid, and <laughs> certain words just do not go in my vocabulary. So when you hear it, like the last word he picked, I thought was a Pokemon character. All right. Yeah. And he was like, he goes, come on. I'm like, no, that sounds like it was one Pokemon. I'm pretty sure I watched that with the kids at one point in time. So here is your inaugural, first inaugural <laughs> My cousin Vinny's word of the day. Go ahead, Vinny. Give it to us. So just to preface it, it too, okay, I'm not coming up with these words off the top of my head. I actually go to Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, and they have a word (laughs) of the day that they use. And I'll go back over the past week, and I'll find whatever my favorite word is, and then I'll filter in just so that, you know, a lot of times you're able to, to tell, oh, uh, it must be this one because it has this kind of an explanation to it. Mm-hmm. So actually what I've ended up doing is, is that I've used four different definitions. So it's all in their words and the one definition that's this word. And okay. today's word is. Phenabulism. Phenabulism. Who knows what phenabulism is? Oh, Shane's, <laughs> Shane's like, well, it doesn't sound like a Pokemon character. <laughs> <laughs> like a Ghostbusters word, right? <laughs> hey, as I always say at work, welcome to Thunderdome. Right, get the definitions. So here are the definitions. One of them is correct. 
Is it A, having the form of an animal? Is it tightrope walking? Is it to bewilder or confuse? Or D is forefront uh, forefront of an action or movement. My pen started to die halfway through. Okay. I get a new pen. Okay, so the word is fanabulism. Fanabulism. Yes. So after we're done talking to Mari Cooper, we'll we'll word. guess the uh, we'll guess the answers. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll give you. So a I do know. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Vinny, guess what? Yes, sir. I'm kicking you out of here. All right. See you, brother. See you, guys. All right. So we are going to get into some Amari Cooper. Now, I'm a huge college football fan. I know what he did in Alabama. He's just a great wide receiver. But we're asking you, what are we expecting from him, especially coming to the Browns, you know, for the payroll that he was on? And, you know, I understand that you guys got CD. You guys... You guys got a plethora of talent down there at wide receiver. Was this just kind of like a uh, uh, money cap issue where they're just trying to get some $20 million off the cap a little bit? Or, is, you know, did he have a falling for grace from Dallas? Honestly, it was kind of a combination of things. It wasn't just one thing. Uh, you start with the fact that you're right. He, he was due $20 million this year. And the Cowboys who uh, were in self-described cap hell and by trading him, they were, uh, they were able to clear up $16 million in cap space just for uh, this upcoming season. But this felt um, this felt imminent almost just because they had drafted CeeDee Lamb uh, in their first-round pick the year before, and so they were ready to uh, essentially pass the torch on to a cheaper option for Dak Prescott. And with uh, Amari Cooper, it, uh, it just kept getting worse because you would see him get spotted at Mavs games maskless. And I don't know if I know this or not, but the Cowboys uh, last year were one of the most vaccinated teams in the in the in the league and they see him, Amari Cooper, an unvaccinated player sitting courtside at a Mavs game maskless. And that's a, that's a no, no because Jerry has been very vocal about having his players follow protocol. And I think a lot of it has to do with like, in terms of like keeping the key players on the field and not having the missing games because they could be around a, uh, around someone who got, who, uh, who, who was a high risk uh, COVID um, carrier. And I think another thing was that he was vocal on Dallas radio on 105 for the fan in Dallas about, and people kind of overblew it that he was just bashing the offense. The reality was he was just voicing a calm frustration that the offense really ain't moving as, as good as it could have been. The reality was, and the reality is that it wasn't that they had all these playmakers and everybody was playing so well the first seven weeks of the season. And after the bye, we kind of tipped off a little bit. There were games where the offense was doing fine, but there were more games. If it felt like, they were kind of grasping a straw, so to speak. And Amari, and Amari was just voicing that he wanted to be included more in the game plan. He wanted more uh, He wanted more opportunities, more targets thrown his way, even if they were maybe forced his way, just because he wanted. He knew that he could make uh, a bigger impact on the team. And the reality was that that's, that's very was true because while he was with the Cowboys, he was their number one receiver. The stats may not show it in terms of last year, but he was Dak Prescott's go-to guy. And so – it, the combination of being unvaccinated, owing him money, uh, just all of it was really, just really kind of culminated in an almost eminent move that no one wanted to see, but everyone kind of felt it coming. Is there – so what are we expecting here? You know, he's how old? 28-ish, I believe, right? He'll be 28 this year. I think he's, he's 27. 27. I think he's had his birthday this year. I mean, he's still got tread on the tires. He's probably – he is a really good route runner, right? I mean, he's they're saying like he's one of the legit route runners. 
which kind of is what Cleveland needs, especially for the offense that we have. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what can uh, Cleveland expect from him? I mean, does he still have enough tank or juice in the tank to be a number one again and take over a team and be a number one? Well, it was last year, even though the numbers might not show it. The thing that held him back was obviously the offensive game plan didn't go as planned. There were injuries along the offense. He even had to play through a couple of hamstring and even calf issues throughout the season. He only had two games where he eclipsed 100 yards. That was the first one against the Bucks, And then the second one was the game that Dak missed uh, against the Vikings. But other than that, there, there weren't really a whole lot of signs that there was uh, any sort of decline in play. It just felt more like the quality of play from the offense overall didn't really seem like what it was to start the season. A lot of people pointed the finger at Kellen Moore because it didn't seem like he knew how to adapt to teams' defenses adapting to his offense. Because the last two years, the offense, uh, when Dak was out there at quarterback, was, you know, firing all cent- on all cylinders, uh, to put it to bit, uh, honestly. You would have uh, Zeke, when he was still fresh, running the ball well. The offensive line was blocking well. The receivers were getting open. Dak was playing well. And this uh, past year, after the halfway point, it just sort of it felt kind of like a roller coaster. It just kept like going up and down. There weren't any real consistency. With Amari Cooper, you're right. He is still one of the better route runners in the game. He's up there with the Stephon Diggs and the Keenan Allens. And so with uh, y'all's new quarterback, Deshaun Watson, you're going to have someone who's going to get open. He's still a premier separator in this league. Um, you might have to watch out for maybe uh, potentially him missing a game or two with a hamstring or possibly a calf issue. But he's been known to play through injuries because he's – He's, he's what a lot of people call a quiet assassin. He doesn't talk a lot of smack. He doesn't really vocalize, at least like out, out on the outside. He's very much like to himself. He, he he's much more of a I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna do this kind of kind of player. And so that that, that, that he he's a uh, he won't be an issue uh, as far as as far as far as uh, production on the field. You might have to watch out for him if he misses a game or two, but. What he's going to give y'all at the very least is that same kind of quality separator y'all had in Jarvis Landry for a few years, but probably a better down the field option with the ball in his hands. Just because I know Jarvis for all, I know y'all love him. Uh, he didn't really have that second motor y'all wish he did. Sorry. Yeah. And I was going to, I was going to touch on the kind of comparison to Jarvis being in that room. Now kind of hearing that he's more of a separator is good, but kind of hearing the some of the issues that may have led to Dallas being more willing to get rid of Omari Cooper. Where should, I guess, the level of concern be for Browns fans in terms of the loss of leadership? Jarvis Landry, for what we presume, he still has a chance to come back, but leaving that room, and some people have argued that it's overblown, some of the stuff he said during hard knocks, but still was considered a big leader and a leader of the culture change. How concerned should we be of uh, – kind of reversal 180 of leadership in that wide receiver room or as a veteran player himself. Amari wasn't really the vocal leader that y'all would see Jarvis be. He was much more of a, I'm going to put on the field kind of leader, the one, the, the show me kind of guy. Some players are able to do both. Some, some leaders are more vocal, uh, like your Ray Lewis's. Um, Amari was much more of a, I'm, I'm going to just show you that I'm better than you kind of player. Now, if you're looking for more of a vocal leader, you might have to find it somewhere else or even bring Jarvis Landry back for that reason, because uh, Amari Cooper, while he's great in the slot, he's also a very valuable Z receiver on the outside across from the X. And so that might provide y'all some depth and also some options what y'all want to do in the draft that receiver. Uh, I wouldn't keep him strictly at his, as a Z or a slot receiver in that regard, but I do think that he could play either one. Don't put him at the X. He, he doesn't like playing the X. He 
He likes to run those sluggo routes. He like, likes to make, run those uh, stop and goes, those slant routes. He doesn't run. He don't want to really do a whole lot of the stuff that your extra receiver will traditionally run. As far as him being a leader, though, to go back on the question is that he won't. Is that he? He'll be vocal enough on the sidelines in terms of like getting his guys going, but he won't be a consistently vocal leader that you would see someone like a Jarvis Landry. So, on that note, like. At that point in time, you probably have him like matched up. You know, instead of Jarvis being on the inside, with probably DPJ, a little bit bigger of a wide receiver, a little bit more of a body, and then have him kind of come off the outside along with DPJ, have them kind of tag team up and after go after somebody, right? Ideally, yeah. Okay. Because, because uh, the, thing, the thing with Amari, like I said, he's he primarily played at the, as a Z receiver last year across from CD Lamb, who played the X, and uh, after Michael Gallup got hurt. But he would also rotate in with Cedric Wilson, and one would play the Y, one would play Z on that side, depending on depending on uh, coverage schemes. So his attitude, I mean, obviously it's got to be on the field. So he's he's almost like a Nick Chubb. He is because we love Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's yeah, like the quietest athlete. Good comparison. Yeah, he's he's not going to do anything, so he's going to lead that way. Right. So now I'm trying to figure out how I want to ask this question because it's just. I'm drawing a blank right now because I want to ask it the right way so it doesn't seem – I mean, aren't wide receivers more divas than anything else? And we actually – he's not He's not that. He's just not right. going to be that kind of vocal leader that, you know, wanted Jarvis to be. So at that point in time, with him being that way, I mean, do you think he can actually push our wide – young, very young wide receiver room? Because we got – Anthony Schwartz, who is coming off his hurt year. You got DPJ, who's still kind of trying to develop. And then you got Demetri Felton, who is a scat back slash slot receiver. I mean, is he going to be able to help these younger guys kind of push their game forward? Good receivers that have been in the league for a long time generally get a lot of respect from younger players. And so I think at the very least, him just being there, he's earned the respect of a DPJ or a Schwartz or a Felton, like you said, just by his mere presence. And the fact that he is the... I would presume number one receiver, unless y'all happen to like land a uh, Garrett Wilson or somebody like that in the draft or something like that. I would assume that the uh, defense are probably going to key up on him the most because Deshaun Watson, now he's our quarter, quarterback. He did have a favorite receiver when he played at Houston and teams knew it. And it didn't really seem to matter because he'd throw the ball with pinpoint accuracy and his guy nuke DeAndre Hopkins was usually open and he would be willing to catch, would be willing to catch it regardless of where the ball was. And so at the very least, Defenses have to respect that Amari Cooper is still one of the premier uh, route runners, like Kevin uh, repointed out for me, and that it's gonna, it should just uh, based off that allow for more opportunities at the very least for younger receiver core. I, as far as like their development, and all that, that's that's gonna be more based on them and how well Deshaun gets in the ball. But Amari Cooper's presence on the field will allow for more chances and targets just on that alone. Now to switch gears a little bit, I mean, you talked about uh, how, I guess, Cowboys fans not so enamored with your guys' offseason. Browns fans are split in our uh, in our offseason. Um, but I guess for you and being able to have a chance to go cover the draft, what are you looking for from the Cowboys' perspective now? Is, is wide receiver one of those needs, or is it just – uh, you guys have enough of those. Is there something else that Cowboys fans are really looking for this team, uh, the Cowboys, to do coming up in this draft to build some excitement for you guys? 
wide receiver is one of the Cowboys' bigger needs. Uh, I think a lot of people see the names at the top with C.D. Lamb and uh, Michael Gallup, and they think, oh, they don't need another receiver. But the issue is that right now your third receiver option will be James Washington. After that, it's Noah Brown, who's primarily a special teams guy who just last season had his best year as a receiver with 16 receptions on rotation. And then you got guys like uh, uh, Brandon Smith and Simi Fajoko, who are rookies. Brandon Smith was a practice squad player. And, and obviously Michael Gallup was coming off an ACL surgery. So while they have might have names, some are more developmental guys who haven't really had a chance to shine yet. And my, and outside of CeeDee Lamb, there's no real surefire uh, receiving options. So just based off that, it's a top need. It's I wrote, I wrote out the uh, five areas of need, and that's one of them. It's not their biggest, but I think it might be one of those needs they address earlier just because this year's receiver class, I don't think it's as good as, as 2020 or 2021, but it's very top-heavy. I, uh, I don't know if there's going to be a Jamar Chase or a Justin Jefferson type receiver in this year's draft, but there could be maybe at the top. But those those drafts had guys going all the way to the fifth or, uh, fourth or fifth rounds, whereas this year I think we might cap off like the best like instant starters or instant impact players maybe in the fourth round from – from, I'm, I'm obviously getting opinions from everybody. I'm basing off my own opinion as well. Oh, yeah. uh, I would assume that that somewhere between the, the second and fourth round, unless like someone like a Drake London falls to him at 24, they're going to draft a receiver one of their first four picks. Okay. So you guys are kind of the same boat as us because, you know, we're looking for a wide receiver also. I mean, you guys, you guys hit it out of the park with Micah Parsons. I, it looks like he's just going to be – one of the best defensive studs. I I loved him coming out last. It's just amazing how good he is. So if you had your pick, if you were picking for the Dallas Cowboys, what would you pick? Okay, so based off what I'm hearing, the three most common names, I mean, it's ironic because one of them is a player that I want. The three most common names I'm hearing from people who work closely uh, are Traylon Burks, the receiver from Arkansas, Zion Johnson, the guard from Boston College, and Kenyon Green, the guard from Texas A&M. And I think if I had my pick and all three were available to me, I'd probably go Zion Johnson. I think, I think uh, you know, people talk about his, his play intelligence. It shows up on the field because he's able to adapt so well to uh, more athletic defensive tackles who were able to switch up on him or even like uh, stunt schemes in case a linebacker crosses over. And people also talk about that he might even be better at center. And center is a right now a question mark, not really a need. They have a Tyler Biotish. Uh, who's who's a one and a half year starter for the Cowboys and who had who had his moments last year. He was kind of on an up and down season, so to speak. With Zion Johnson, he gives you a plug and play starter at guard and a potential center uh, down the line if they think that Biotish ain't that guy. And with Kenyon Green, I think he gives you a, a strong day one guard, uh, player at left guard um, who could play tackle if he wanted to because he's played every spot on the offensive line but center. But I would uh, I think in terms of like what the Cowboys need and with and with um and how they play, I think I'd rather go Zion in that regard. Okay. It here's the last question, because I always ask everybody that, you know, that's not from Cleveland, that doesn't see Cleveland. Like, what are your thoughts, especially when it comes to Cleveland? Because everybody, free agents look at us like we're sometimes a joke, like how it's you know, like I really want to go play for the Browns. Come on, come on. What is what is your perspective on the Cleveland Browns and what they're trying to build here now this year? Well, I used to write for Dog Pound Daily, so I have a ton of respect for the for the Browns fans in general. I have nothing but nice things to say about y'all. I think y'all been 
uh, trying to think of a better way to say it. Y'all been dumped on for way too long just across the board. It felt like for a while y'all's best sport uh, was 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 basketball, and that, and that was just a frustrating way it ended the first time around. I'm glad y'all got – eventually got that championship. I felt like um, – but I think – I think with Cleveland for a long time, there was that, there was that culture or that stigma of losing for years. The thing that Detroit had had to battle with that they actually were able to get over a little bit when Matt Stafford was there, but now they have to get over it again. And stigma is is something that sticks around for as long as the culture is around, you know, for a long time, the Patriots were, weren't really seen as a legit franchise. You know, they had been in the Super Bowl twice, but you know, they just, they, they were never serious until, you know, they lucked into some guy from Michigan. And I see that little flag behind your head. So I know you know what I'm talking about. And then now they've become what maybe the, uh, actually not even maybe they become the premier franchise in the NFL. So I think the I think the stigma's changed the last few seasons. They've become, I don't know, I don't know if I want to say a contender just yet, just because I want to see how they were able to react from this past season, which is a disappointing season after y'all made the playoffs. But y'all become more of a respectable franchise than we all had been uh, in, in the last uh, decade plus since y'all came back. All right. And by the way, uh, the other side of that flag that you cannot see is straight Ohio State. So Bry is the Michigan fan, and I'm an Ohio State fan. <laughs> so that also helps out <laughs> with this wonderful show. So you know, now that you know that I am a true, true Buckeye. Mm-hmm. Tell me about Zeke. What is Zeke going to do now? Because last year I was kind of uh, upset with Zeke being a little scat back and not running the ball like he used to run. I mean, it's the tread worn off of Zeke. Is he just not that good anymore? Uh, well, he started off with real good. He I know he did. Off, like, <laughs> really well, and then, but unfortunately, it, it was more like a domino effect. The offensive line kept getting banged up. They had to shuffle guys around there. Zeke uh, went, uh, got hurt a little bit. He was playing through injury for a part of the season. Tony Pollard had plantar fasciitis, and he didn't have that guy to take some of the some of the pressure off him, and that only made the injury a little bit worse. Now, last year, they, he did have technically technically a bounce back season because he got his thousand yards, um, but that looks better on your check rather as opposed to better on when you diagnose like how he actually played. I don't know if we'll ever see that 2016, 2017 Zeke again. I still think he could be a viable back in this league because one thing he does maybe better than any other running back is he's a fantastic pass protector if they ever needed uh, extra pass protection. I think he's still a great receiver out of the backfield. I think he can still he can still uh, take, take a hit and, and keep going. He just won't be that same kind of power and burst guy that he once was. So I think if the Cowboys, uh, if they stop trying to use him like they did when he was a rookie or even a, a two-year player, and they and they utilize him and Tony Pollard the way that y'all utilized uh, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, more of a, a true one-two punch rather than really a one with an occasional two, and you can hear my dogs barking in the background. That's fine. We, hey, I got um, Princess. You haven't heard Princess yet. When Princess gets going, she gets. Right. I got a beagle, so she starts mellowing. You'll hear it. And I think at that point, then you got something. I think I think he can be viable, but I think after this next season, because they can clear him off off the off the salary cap, uh, this might be his last year. I mean, I'm going to say might more more than likely like nine point nine out of ten. It's his last year in Dallas. All right, so I know you guys are crushed on time. We're getting here close to the uh, end of your two segments. So I'm going to bring Vinny back in. Maybe. Why is it not clicking? 
All right, there we go. All so right. I'm going to bring Vinny back in. We are going to finish my cousin Vinny's word of the day, you two. All right, so you guys got your thinking caps on. We'll go over it one more time with this word. And, right. you know, you actually threw out the uh, injury that I had to go, hold on, that's my cousin Vinny's word of the day. What was that? Plantation? Plantation? No, no, no. The shoulder injury. Shane? Shoulder injury? You were talking about somebody that got injured on the offensive line that was... Oh, he, he said to... plantar fasciitis, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's in the foot. Yeah, that's in the foot. Yeah, My bad. <laughs> Jeez. See, this is why I... It... This is why I suck at this yeah, that was also Tony Pollard. It wasn't the offensive lineman, but I... Yeah. <laughs> I give up. This is yeah, I don't want I don't want Pollard blocking. I want him running. Yeah. All right. You ready, bud? All right. We'll hear the word again. No way. You're muted it. You muted no, it. No, I didn't. Fenambulism. 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 It almost sounds fabulous. Can we go through the options one more time? Oh, no. we are. <laughs> we are <laughs> all right the there's one that really spoke to me a having the form of an animal b tightrope walking c to bewilder or confuse or d forefront of an action or movement well i'm going c because the word has me bewildered and confused so i'm going with c just because that's how i feel Thank you, Kavan. We'll put you down for that. Shade. Okay, so funambulism. Okay, I'm just going to go based off context clues. The la- I think I might go with D, the one that talked about movement, just because it has the word uh, fin. And I just think that, you know, you know <laughs> I'm not mistaken. I think dolphins eat fins to swim or something like that. So I'm just going off a limb that it's D. Okay. Very good. Gotta hate that. man, what do you got there? I hate you so much. We got two open. Yeah, we'll you can't you. even mute it. Uh, I will go. You know, I got piggyback with Kevin because I'm going to go. I'm going to go see because I I I'm definitely confused by a lot of things that you are. Uh, well, yeah. Well, to bewilder or confuse is not our answer that we're looking for. Well, sorry, Kev. And That's fine. it is not in the forefront of an action or a movement either. So the answer actually is it's in reference to tight walk, uh, tightrope walking. Hmm. So get yes, if you are a tightrope walker, you are funnibalism. It's part of funnibalism. Next time I do that, I'll be sure to mention. Yeah, I, I mean, it's still referred to an action. So I mean, Shane was kind of right. You know, yeah. he, he was using the right context, but it was just it was a lot more specific than that. I just, I, I just felt stupid that i couldn't figure out from context clues so i just went with yeah when in doubt go with c right you, know? you can pronounce it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right guys thank you guys so much um shay before i get you off here i gotta ask you what is your favorite sub sandwich if you have one Okay, well, two things. One, uh, in Texas, we don't call them subs; we just call them sandwiches. <laughs> but my favorite, <laughs> my favorite sandwich, uh, it ain't something you get at the menu. Okay, so here's what you do: right, you take two pieces of bread. On one piece of bread, you put honey. On another piece of bread, you put Nutella. On the Nutella, you put jelly. On the honey, you put peanut butter. Put them together, and you eat it. That sounds actually delicious. It is. 
all right, I got to hang out with you more often. <laughs> you teach me new stuff now. Like I've done like a peanut butter with uh, bread and butter pickles. If you've never had that, try it sometime. Sounds butter pickles? Bread and butter pickles. Oh, and butter. bread and butter pickles. Okay. And peanut butter. It sounds weird, but it tastes phenomenal. It really does. I'm sorry. It's like a kid childhood thing I tried when I was a kid. I was like, put it together, taste it, and it's good. I feel like I feel like if I tried that, my grandma would slap me. Oh no, you'd be surprised. <laughs> You're gonna be like, that fat guy's on to something. <laughs> so Kevin, I know you have gluten issues. Do you have yeah. a favorite sandwich? Uh I mean, right now it's uh Jersey Mike's uh I think it's the number 13. They're Italian, uh, whatever they call it, because they have gluten-free bread there and it's actually it doesn't taste like cardboard. So yeah. I get I Anytime, like I used to go to Subway or sub like sub place, like I tried to get the Italian one. I like having like a little Italian dressing on there with the capicola and the you know salami, kind of getting all the all the meats on there. And, you know, it, it's it's hard being gluten and dairy free, but you know, food allergies. What can you do? I I have to blame my dad because he we recently found out he has uh, celiac disease. So, um, you know, I gotta get uh, I gotta get a blood test. Like some some point to get tested for it, but I have a feeling it's going to come back positive because I've been dealing with it longer than he has. Sorry, bud. It's all right. It, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Shane. Where can everybody find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter. On actually, sorry, this it's this way. Yeah, it, yes, it, it it always confuses me too. Like I'm always thrown off. You can find me on Twitter at Shane Carter TX. You can read my stuff at a to z sports dallas dot com. Um. And you can, and if you follow me, you, um, you'll know I'm a full-time sports guy, part-time Twitter comedian. Um, so don't take what I say too seriously. Hey, no. Twitter's not a real place, so you can be whatever you want. Twitter's Twitter, not a real yeah. place, and the salary cap ain't real either. No, it is not. <laughs> not even close. Thank you so much for joining us, bud. I appreciate it. Y'all take Have care. Have a good night. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Shane. I love having guests on. That's awesome. <laughs> I screwed up so bad. You know how bad that is? Like, I'm – Oh, foot injury. All I heard was a dinosaur come out of his mouth. And I'm like, did he say Velociraptor? I heard a different word that he said. Um, I I couldn't even begin to think of what it was. Tumultuous? Which one? Tumultuous? Yeah, that's it. Son of a gun. Yeah, that was See, I told, See, I told you, I like big words and I got to remember them. So it tells you how long it's been since I've done <laughs> my yeah. cousin Vinny's word of the day. <laughs> I went, ooh, that's a good word. I kind of like that one. I went, oh, it went right out of my head because I had to focus on my own. Oh, Kev, <laughs> Kev, Kev, Kev. I cannot yeah. thank you enough, my brother. You always come in when we need a pinch, and I need a pinch runner. I appreciate it, bud. I mean, if you need me on longer right now, like 15 more minutes, you know, the fiance is just leaving now, so we can't. I can't start any wedding stuff until – she gets here. Or maybe we'll go work out and kind of relieve some stress maybe tonight, you know. So well, that's perfect. If you, need me, if you need me a little bit longer, I can stick out for a little bit longer. Oh, let's let's talk some uh, guardians then. Yeah, yeah, let's talk some guardians. Let's because talk we haven't <laughs> you well, walked into that. Well, I mean, what are you gonna do? What, <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I you know, it's well, too- no, I, I want to. Like I, I I'm very frustrated by by the guardians. And again, I know it's I know it's early, but this uh this whole get swept do this get the brooms out yourself then go back to getting swept and now you know Shane Bieber's on the hill and I wake up to oh, we lost three nothing 
But the, Ricky Palacios, you know, ninth, eighth or ninth player to make their major league debut. He had two hits last night. Oh, that's all well and good. That was two of their three hits. Well, Kev, Come on, can. Kev, Kev, what? they're a very young team. I know. I know. It's, I guess I was looking for more, and it still could happen, but from Saturday when I felt like there was a – and I, Jay even brought this up on Sunday. You felt like there was this kind of come-together moment, that, that kind of that early season defining moment for a team that you know doesn't know any better because they're so young. I thought that that might do something, and they've kind of taken the exact exact opposite track by getting there. You know what's kicked the last couple yeah. of games again? Again, I know it's early, so I'm not gonna you know be like throwing this table around or be screaming and get my own fatty on fire like you do on the dogs table for the baseball it. team. I love it, but it it's still it's it's still frustrating and it's frustrating because i know why they're going through this and i know why they had to go through this because yes we paid jose and we extended guys that's all well and good but you still didn't you didn't tell us exactly what you were going to do the front office told us they were going to spend money this offseason they had money to spend and yes they did on their own players but they said that they were, you know, they had a little bit more flexibility to bring players in to continue the the window that they feel like they have and bring the younger players ar- along much slower. You already had eight or nine guys make their major league debut. That's, you know, telling us different things. I'd rather Chris Antonetti be like the Chris Antonetti we know to be like uh, Kobe Altman and uh, Andrew Berry. To all three of them have been the greatest uh verbalizers of saying a lot without and not saying anything at the same time chris antonetti you know stuck his foot in his mouth said something got some hopes up and i would just rather have said nothing instead of saying we're going to bring players in and they, and they didn't they, they didn't well you know now that you're here we're going to keep you on for the top three now too because i want to get your take on that but like okay i understand you had the jelly together moment that you could have had Saturday, but I got to give you an analogy that somebody told me a very, very, very long time ago. All right. And it has to do with turf. Okay. Mm. Now, you know, I work at a golf course, love turf. Okay. And it is turf. It's not grass. It's turf, but you can kill grass in June and July. You cannot kill grass in April and May. You cannot kill this Guardians team in April and May until you see what happens. Once June hits, I think it's going to be a different story. Mm. But right now, you have, look at the weather. It was 85 Sunday. It's going to snow tomorrow. You have baseball players playing in this crap. That's why I always thought that the baseball game should start after Memorial Day. (laughs) And just fair. But uh, you got you're going to have these ups and downs with a very young team, and when they get streaky, that's when you get. This is the kind of young team that if they get streaky and get on a roll, it could be a really good roll. But they have to get streaky. They got to get everybody in the lineup hitting, not just a couple people here and there. It has to be a whole team like they did against the Reds, where everybody came out to the hit parade. 
Yeah, and I mean, they got problems right now where, you know, someone that should be solidified in your lineup, and I know it's, again, it's still early, so things can turn around, but Framil Reyes just looks absolutely lost. So that's not that's not helping Jose Ramirez. And then, um, you know, if guys aren't hitting in front of Jose, he's not seeing pitches to hit. And, and again, I'm not going to kill this team, and that's not what I'm trying to do. You know, knowing each other and being friends for the last couple of years, you know that, I'm someone that gets out in front of things. Like I, we were kind of part of the group that was one of the first people talking about how the Cavs were fun and, you know, kind of being on that bandwagon before being on that bandwagon was cool. And the people that just like to be negative got a chance to be negative because once they finally jumped on, you know, it just so happened at the same time the Cavs season started to take a downturn. I just, I like to bring these things up because even if they're not hearing me, I don't want to see the habits start to, you know, I don't want to see them take shape and be around longer. I don't want to see them become habits. I want it to be just a young team finding their way in the first month of baseball. So just kind of shedding light on what's wrong, understanding why it's wrong. My bigger issue, the only thing I would, if I had to do some sort of big rant, I don't need to because I've done it to Jana in her face like too many times like we've done it back and forth like we agree but like we've just you know we've kind of expressed our frustration with it uh to each other is you know it's just it's just the inconsistencies from from the front office we feel like we have a good front office with our basketball team we feel like there's still a good front office even though I'm conflicted with the football team right now and I'm not as excited about the draft right now or this team uh you know still feel like there's a good front office there Felt like the most stable front office was the ba- baseball team. They're hampered by their owner. I even, I'm, you know, I'm starting to question the front office a little bit too, and that, and that's, that's part of where the frustration comes in, and maybe blinds me to seeing reality. But I, I, I take those blinders off as quick as I can because we pride ourselves on being the realistic ones and not the, not the fake people that you see on Twitter all, all, all day long. Twitter's real. Oh God, it's. Kevin, Kevin, yeah. Twitter is real. Yeah, Twitter is. Uh, Twitter is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Jump on those emergency spaces, guys. Emergency spaces. Shh. We do not talk about spaces <laughs> on this show. But on this show, you can say shit and ass all you want to. So whatever you want to that, Bob, go ahead. I know. All right. I so know. how about this? Let, let's talk it like the elephant in the room is what happened. I think it was Saturday with yeah. uh, Straw getting up in the face of. New York fans, New York fans being New York fans and throwing shit onto the field yeah. because childish. And also, you know, you even said on your show, you don't root for somebody to get hurt. That's just not, that's not you. Now, I'm not going to lie. If Karma should happen to come back and, you know, snipe out Ben Roethlisberger, I might snicker <laughs> a little bit, but I won't rub his face in it. You know, those are like little things that you have. You don't want him to get hurt, but if it should right. happen, Right. I mean, there, there's a difference between karma's a bitch and like it comes back to, back to bite you. Right. But yeah. like, I'm not rooting for that to happen. Like, I'm not even rooting for karma. Like, I just know karma's going to do its thing. If karma is real, it's going to do its thing. But to root for someone and to be excited that someone got hurt is just, it's asinine is what it is. And I know that the, I know a video came out from the, uh, from the stands and people felt like, you know, straw was in the wrong for climbing the fence because not much was said. You can't make out most of what was said. 
there's a bunch of F-bombs, like an F-bomb I want to drop about Yankees fans right now and New York fans in general. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go that far. But, I mean. Hey, Brian's not here. Go ahead and say it. It's <laughs> go ahead and say it. Brian's not here. No, it's I, – I can't even do I can't even do it myself. But, I, yeah, I mean, I it's could. a – I could. I could. To be honest, I feel like if if a, if someone in New York tells you they're a, like they're a Nick Nick fan, they're blowing smoke out your ass. Like right. there aren't Knicks fans, there aren't Nets fans. Like it's popular to be a Nets fan because you have KD and Kyrie. Guess what? Those two got to go sit at home. But did KD get the LeBron treatment for it for losing in the first round and getting swept when they were the championship favorites? No. Do the Yankees win every single World Series because they got a shit ton of money and they're going to spend it all? No, because they got a bunch of guys that are going to either smack it out of the park, which they get help with very short walls in Yankee Stadium, in new Yankee Stadium. And they got a bunch, They got guys that are going to strike out a bunch too. Aaron Judge is like the softest big dude I've ever seen in the game of baseball. I love this. Oh, my God. I'm I sorry. I knew this was going to happen. You want to know why I knew this was going to happen? Because last week he texted me on the dog table. He goes, man, I wish I could do a fatty's on fire. I'm like, go ahead, bud. Go ahead. Let it go. Let it out. Uh-huh. Because uh, Vinny, went, hold on. Because Vinny actually, we talked about this before everybody got on the show. Vinny, I mean, how did you feel about the uh, whole shenanigans about the uh, Yankees fans? Throwing shit all over the baseball. They hit it up. Yeah. That's the now hold on. It was crazy. Now I know back in the day, Cleveland had its own issues with Bottlegate, batteries, yeah. yeah, all sorts of stuff. Bottlegate was well deserved for that. That's just and, my opinion. <laughs> and in all of my takes, I have not ever said the words I give Cleveland fans a pass for their transgressions oh, no. of the past have never exit in my mouth except for just now to prove a point so i don't i don't give a pass to cleveland fans like, there was 10 cent beer night too i mean oh i forgot about that <laughs> I, I, I wasn't there i wasn't among the people that said that they were <laughs> i can't i wasn't even thought about it at that point Can you imagine 10 cent beer night now Oh yeah, my lord in the 50s 60s it doesn't matter holy geez. can you imagine that now no if that happens that. now that is a shit show. You know what? <laughs> if you ever want to see Twitter become real. <laughs> Twitter will be real that day. I, I can remember, though, it was about 16, 17 years ago when McDonald's did 10-cent cheeseburgers. Oh, yeah. And you could buy, like, a max of 10 of them. And that's that's what I would do, buy 10 of them. <laughs> All right, so what did you think about the fight out in center field? Because you uh, and I talked about this earlier. We did, yeah. We talked a little bit about it. It was, you know, the clip that I saw of it, you know, I guess kind of happened like halfway through because I didn't know that our guy climbed the fence twice. He did know? climb the fence twice, right? I think only climbed, I only saw once. I so saw I saw him with the hat climb the fence, and then he came up without the hat, didn't he? I isn't I that Taylor that. grabbed him and took him down off the fence and started walking him away because they no. were still the first time the video that's on Twitter that everybody's seeing. Yeah, is they're still attending to um Quan Quan, yeah. So from how I understand it, uh Miles Straw climbed the fence after they were giving uh trying to give Quan the business and we're excited that uh that he had got hurt when he was trying to make a play banged into the wall the 
so that was before any of the stuff was thrown. So like that, I think that was a few innings before, you know, the game actually came to an end. And when they won it on the walk-off hit, right. Yankees fans started throwing stuff because they, I guess they felt like they were wronged by straw and the guardians uh, outfielders by, you know, kind of chirping back at them. Like, yeah, we're not going to take so it your, was we're twice. but I don't, I never saw anybody climb the fence again. What I saw was Mercado was getting upset with the things being said. I don't know if what was said, and I don't know if any derogatory terms were dropped or anything like that, but as things were being thrown and Mercado was getting hit, he started going to the wall in uh, it was either like a security guard or maybe like a backup umpire right. came across the warning track, kind of got in between him and the wall. And then he started walking away and then more chirping started. He turned around like he was going to go. And that's when Naylor was in the process of sprinting and like pulled him back for, because he would have climbed the wall. He would have, he had the look of I'm going to go do something and yeah. not just talking to them like straw did, but like actually acting on it. Balance of the palace. God, I love it. Now, hold on. I got to ask you, mm-hmm. you know, uh, major league, are they still allowed to wear the uh, metal spikes or they go with like the turf spikes or whatever? Because if they're still allowed to wear the metal spikes and they kick somebody, get the shit out of here. I'd be up there like Luke Hag, just kicking the shit out of everybody. I think most of them do wear metal. That's what like, I thought. Like, because you're allowed to wear metal, I think it's like, I want to say 13U travel or like 12U travel, just from like my time, you know, kind of selling cleats and stuff. Um, you know, the people that started the ages that started asking for metal, I mean, it was like 12 or 13, they were allowed to start wearing that. I don't think you can wear it in high school. You, you don't need to search it. I'm interested. All right. I mean, now you're, now you're, you're, uh, I'm interested too. Like, I don't, I don't know, but I feel I, I mean, especially when I was really into shoes, I'm still into them, but like, I would kind of like <laughs> notice. I would notice the cleats we were selling in the store, like the higher end version of them on the field. And I kind of like looked underneath and it, it looked like they were a lot of medals, but maybe they don't. It Again, well, that, probably, that probably comes down to preference. And, you know, when you go to Toronto, you're definitely not going to wear the medals though on that field. All right. So I still didn't get your take about the, we, we <laughs> yeah, my bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. We went off tangent, Vinny. I am sorry. Listen, that was kind of purposeful. Well, I know. Stop, right. stop we looking up shit. I actually, it looks like they're they're plastic. It doesn't. Yeah, look like, like I know some wear plastic, some wear metal. Yeah. It all depends yeah. on. I mean, it's almost hey, it's almost like Jose. You know, technically they're not allowed to have tobacco products, yeah. but some people are grandfathered in. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, yeah. is that a thing? Oh yeah, I'm being dead serious. Wow. No, no, no. Like the my, the guys that are coming up now, they're yeah. not allowed to chew at all. Well, no, that I believe, but, but I thought that was a, like a ban across the whole. No, no, no. If your grandfather did, like Jose still goes out with a fat lipper in his mouth, and I love it every time I see him. <laughs> I see that fat lipper hanging out of his mouth oh, and just man. drool running off his face. I'm like, wow. man, I miss the days of tobacco when I used yeah. to smoke cigarettes. And oh, my Lord. Yeah. Now, I'm, it's, uh, now it's not even bubble gum. It's sunflower seeds yeah, for sunflower me. Sunflower seeds, bro. I'm only imagining that because I like I've never even come close to touching that stuff. <laughs> And then as an asthmatic, I'm not going to smoke anything anyway. So yeah. <laughs> all right, I got so, I got all the problems, man. <laughs> all right, go back. Go back. All right, what do you think about yeah. it? No, really. No, um, the, the whole situation was horrible. It's, it's sad that it even really had to come to approaching the fence, jumping up on the fence, all of it. 
the entire situation, you know, for anybody to, to, to boo, like you guys were saying before at, at any injured player, you know, the guy gave his all he went for it and Hey, he got, you know, (laughs) knocked out by it too. Yeah, He did, you know, I'd be saying kudos, you know, uh, you know, good job giving your all, you know, sorry for your luck that that's what happened. Yeah. You know, I, I definitely wish him, uh, uh, <coughs> you know, wish him well getting uh, recovered and stuff. It was just a concussion though. Right. I mean, yeah, he's day to day now. Up. Right. I think so. I mean, it almost yeah. like he was, I mean, in that clip, it, like the clip from the stands, it looked like he was staying in for a little bit. I feel yeah. like they pulled him, but like, you know, we were uh, traveling around doing wedding stuff. So I didn't, uh, I didn't get to actually see the game. We were listening on and off and could he- hear that stuff. And when we heard that stuff was being thrown onto the field and going back and looking, you know, watching it and stuff. And again, it, you know, it's one thing to cheer, uh, cheer a guy's effort, but to cheer that kind of result. Yeah. I mean, I've been to, I've been to high school games where that's happened too. Like they, I don't know what's happening. And some people have kind of theorized that pe- people during COVID forgot like how to act. Cause we've been in, you know, everybody, they were inside. It, we're all human beings. Like, you know, you're supposed to have somewhat of a moral compass, like still know what's right and wrong. And it just seems like, I don't know, the craziness, the, the vitriol, uh, the volatility of, of fans to players. And then the return uh, now kind of players coming back at fans has just grown leaps and bounds, even over the last like six months, they spent too long on the TV, you know, watching them on TV, you know, yelling and yeah. screaming at them, throwing their beer bottles at, at the TV. And we, not us. No, I'm just God saying, no. especially yeah. during the house state Michigan game. I would never, never. do anything like that. Oh, no. I, mean, <laughs> I didn't aluminum only. I promise. You yeah. Know? Yeah. No, like I didn't, the calves didn't learn new vocabulary or the kids <laughs> didn't learn new vocabulary from their dad watching the Ohio state Michigan game. No, they already do that. I, I didn't cause my mom to never want to watch sports games with me because of, you know, yelling things to the TV. Uh, you know, there's, there's, there wasn't a reason why I started watching game five, six and seven by myself up in a corner of the, of the house. You know, it didn't start because my mom never wanted to watch a game with me. I don't know. No, I didn't kick open the door of my three-year-old when we won a championship at 1130 at night, right? Brought them out of bed and start bouncing them. And they had no idea what was going on. Don't worry. I didn't kiss the Larry O'Brien trophy through the TV. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I also didn't yell at my wife until listen here, devil woman, get back in the room until this game's over. Oh, (laughs) jeez. She, she actually came out. She goes, the kids are asleep. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> and then when, hey, I was speechless. Like when it, when it was done and over with, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, there's no way they can do it. I'm just sitting there watching it because I'm still in shock. And I'm like, what can I do? I'm like, I know what I can do. Let me go wake up my children. Oh my that God. was the greatest idea I had in my head at the time. Wrong. <laughs> Guess who stayed up with the kids the rest of the night? Oh. This guy. <laughs> 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 oh man i freaked out i freaked out my mom my aunt living at my aunt's house at that time because you know my family not to like not to tell a sad story but my family we don't like hug and stuff like that like and it's just it's not any no problem with it we just you know we show love different ways and i 
went up and hugged my mom and I hugged my aunt and they had were like that, you know, like that person like pulling away, like don't touch me. <laughs> I know, I know exactly what that. What is this? What is that funny feeling? Oh my lord! <laughs> Why did I get chills? Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Well, let's get into our top three. Well, right. then we'll boot him off after this. Is Jana home yeah. yet? She's just about home. Yeah. All right, she, perfect. She got us this app where we can like, you know, we know where each other's at, like track when we're leaving work and stuff. It's right. not. It's She's not that. Pretty. You now look at that. See, you're hey. you're twenty some odd days away hey. from being married, and she's tracking you already. It's, it's hey. worth welcome when, when you have welcome to marriage. It's it's all in it's all in love because we both had we both gone through car issues where we've been stuck for several hours on the side of the road, many hours away. So, and she's driving out to Ashtabula, like an hour away, every single. Oh geez. Every day and going between a couple different buildings. So you know. What's she it, doing? Let's tell her stop that shit. Well, she's she's a doctor, you know. She's I giving back to the people. Oh, I know, I know. Are uh, you going to pull up to the top three sounder? Yes. What are you doing over here? Sorry, my, audio. My, my wife just texted me. She goes, "I see you." <laughs> <laughs> see, I got you. All right, Speaking so- of audio, he just texted me too. Apparently, the uh, the actual audio of our show was distorted, so we got to pull clips from uh, the live stream. We got to get the audio from like the actual video and not because you know Peter records it. He yeah. records the video, but he also records the audio separate, so it's just easier to upload. Yeah, upload that to uh, the podcast stuff, and he's telling us that I can't post a clip today because audio was distorted. So, oh, that sucks. Aww. It's all right. He's he's working on it. He's he's paying a paying a kid that's uh, trying to get in the business a couple bucks here and there to uh, edit the stuff for us. So hey. let's work on his plate and my plate. Yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah. All right. So our top three today, Kevin. Are you ready for this? Yep. Your top three most hated teams. Slash fans. Slash fans. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> All right. I feel like that list would be different. Um, so, give me your number three. I mean, you want me to go first, kind of help you out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you go first. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, I'm just going to take Michigan off the table for this because that's just too easy. That's a little hanging fruit for me because they'll always be number one. Okay. But, all right. So, my number three, Detroit Tigers. Really? Now, the only reason why I say it is because my sister is a Tigers fan. And for decades, I had to hear her go, oh, Biggie, oh, Victor, oh, all this stuff. I wanted to kick her in the head, all right? That drove me nuts more than anything. My sister, who I have pictures of her going to Indians games, and I will say Indians because it was Indians at the time, in Indians garb, is now a Tigers fan. So I had to deal with that. I don't, I, hey, she married into it. That's, that's her fault. I'm a math guy and I can't figure out that, that equation. So my number two, New England Patriots fans. You guys just got lucky catching lightning in a bottle. You guys were 
horrible for the longest time. And then you guys got sustained success and you guys, you know, something it's more of a jealousy than a hate thing because okay. yes, I'm jealous of it. I am. I'll admit it. I'm petty mm-hmm. like that. I'll get that. I was going to say you have to hate Tampa Bay then too. No, Tampa Bay. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. That was Tom Brady front running and picking his own spot like LeBron James does. That's what happened there. He's like, oh, wow, I got young wide receivers now. I have to throw to rookies and, you know, 48-year-old Gronk until I want to? All right, I'll go with him. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And my number one, which is going to floor you probably, Florida fans. Florida University, the University of Florida. Every time I <laughs> that clap, I just want to take a metal oh. spike golf shoe to somebody. The gator, because the, it's a gator mouth clap. Yeah, I, I don't oh, know what geez. it is about Florida. I can, I hate most of the SEC to begin with, but there's just something about Florida that just drives me insane. Yeah. And it's kind of almost rivals Michigan. Probably because I lost two national championships to him. Mm-hmm. That might be why. But we'll go with that note. So, Vinny, do you want to give your top three? Sure, sure. sure. Go ahead, quickly, because Kevin's got to get out of here. He's got All shit right. to do. No problem. My number three, America's team. Oh, you! we really? just had a Cowboys guy. I know, I know. I you know. can't do that it's, now. It, it's <sighs> what sparked me. Oh, shit. It's what sparked me. Shane, I'm sorry. Well, I love you, Shane. I hope Shane enjoyed his one and only time on Legal Hand in the Face. <laughs> oh, that was the last time we had him on. That's awesome. No Thanks. way. Way no to go. Way. way to go, Audio all, 2. All, all, <laughs> I'm, all I'm saying is, you know, calling yourselves America's team. Where you been? You know, you guys did good, what, last season? Awesome. I want to see a little bit more out of the Cowboys still. And yeah. I'm hoping that we see a little bit more out of the Cowboys. Number two, number two, Golden State Warriors. Oh God, yeah, hate them. I don't even hate them. I don't even hate the Warriors. Ah. I think it's Draymond Green more than anything else. Yeah, you know, (laughs) like like Steph Clay. I respect their game. I really do. I like. I love Steph when he was at Davidson, (laughs) lighting it up in the final. You know, playing in the NCAA tournament. Like I just Draymond Green for some odd reason. I. Okay, go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm getting off on another tangent. Right. Number That's number right. one, number one, uh, the Yankees, <laughs> and I got that for two reasons. One, because you know I was a Red Sox fan, you know, when I was out there in in uh, New Hampshire. So you know, Yankees, Red Sox, they've always had their had their differences for many, 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 many years, and uh, you know, and now the latest and greatest here with Cleveland, you know, mm. really puts them back up even if i've tried washing everything under the bridge we've always done really well against the yankees being clevelanders so you know i feel like we've always you know we've beat them yeah but we've we've had a bad track record the past couple years past couple years but uh yeah you know all right actually actually have guys that can hit more for average than we do um Number three. Well, it's going to be a combination of fans and teams. So number three, it's going to be – you kind of jogged my memory here, Jared. Boston fans. And I'm going to get in so much trouble because her uh, – Jana's brothers, Red Sox fans, they've been to Red Sox games. Like, they kind of like, uh, you know, some of the Boston teams. Dude, I can't stand Boston fans. I, it's not even about the teams. It's the fans. 
Oh, woe is us. We haven't won a championship in six months. Even though our hockey team just won it, our basketball team couldn't follow suit two months months later. Oh, my God. What are we going to do with ourselves? I went 52 years without one. and Well, actually, only 30. But still, you know, my city went 52 years without one. You went 52 days. All right? Shut up. Uh, (laughs) number two probably yankees and their fans all together can't stand them and that's just a credit to my grandpa bringing me up the right way as a a baseball fan and again the latest chapter i think there's even like a documentary of coming out same guy that did believe land like a 30 for 30 possibly about um like indians and yankees history and like fan history with them because there's a lot there so I don't know. I, I've heard I've heard talk of that. I don't know if it's going to come to fruition. I don't know if they're going to get enough people to interview. Um, but uh, I know you said that it's just a given, Jared. But number one, teams, it's tied. That team up north, that school up north, and those Yinzers to the east, whichever direction that is, because I'm faced – wait, I'm actually facing the lake right now. So those Yinzers to the east <laughs> – What's he... What? Oh, Pitt State? <laughs> the Steelers. Oh, the, okay. Sorry. I got the I... wrong Pittsburgh school. My bad. No, I mean, I think, isn't Penn State like further into Pennsylvania too? I mean, like, I don't, I don't like them either. Like, I don't like the, I don't give a damn about the whole state of Michigan or Pennsylvania. But, right. you know, you what's know. really funny about Pennsylvania is you have like the west side of Pennsylvania that actually has population. Yeah. Then you have the middle of Pennsylvania where you might as well just start playing banjos. And then you have the eastern side of Pennsylvania where they got Philly fans. Pick your poison. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, I can't even put Philly fans on, like, most hated because it's just, like. I feel bad. I feel, I feel bad. You're kind of dumb. <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're kind of like us. You, you keep, <laughs> trust, Between you keep trusting the process. Jets, Detroit. You know, just looping them all uh, with us. I mean, you keep trusting the process. The process is always on the injured list, and you got you got a coach that can't ever win the big one. So, I feel for you. You're just too stupid, too too naive to to actually know what's going on. I don't know. It is what it is. But there you go. That's my list. <laughs> All right, Kev. We're not even doing Fat Boy Tuesday this week. All right, uh, boot it. We'll, we'll we'll push it back. I'm sorry. I had so much fun with Kev. I love having Kev on. Kev, thank you for giving me a little. Little Kev's kindness is what I'm going to call it now. Oh, nice. It's not going to be oh, fatties on fire. It's going to be Kev's kindness. Well, well, you know what they say. They, they don't call me Kevin and Seven for nothing because I always come through when, when you need it most. Hey, thank you so much <laughs> for joining us. And by the way, absolutely, thank you. Catch Kevin on Voice of Land podcast every Sunday at 7 p.m. on Voice of Land and Big Play Network. Going to have a golf guest this weekend, so this coming oh, weekend. Yeah. For a golf I don't. It's not a big golf guest, but we're we're expanding our horizons. We are we are truly we are trying to live up to that right. professional moniker that too many people try to put on us. Yeah. Well, guess what? You need to text me that person because I need to know because you will yeah. not tell me what you're going to do at the wedding, no. even though I have. No. He, he said he has something up his sleeve. I t- I called him really? a tease last yeah. night. I was like, "You are gotta, a tease right now." Uh oh. He oh, goes. He goes got a whole entrance. Oh yeah. Like he's he's got something up his sleeve I can't wait for. Nice. Because I told him, I was like, you know, I, I told him that I would bring my uh American flag speedo and I'd be the hype man. There you go. And then he was like, 
pump the brakes on that a little bit because yeah. I got family and there will be kids yeah. there. And yeah, like, it's gonna be yeah, there's gonna be a lot of <laughs> even younger than your kids, Jared. <laughs> Hype man, Polly. Yeah, you think that's cousin Polly? Yeah. Is that who's gonna be there? No, you're gonna have cousin Polly. He's not gonna have cousin Polly. Hype man, no. Polly. No, the only the only hint I gave as as much as we have gone full into it, the whole nine innings, not the whole nine yards, like people say, the whole nine innings <laughs> in this baseball theme. The entrance is not baseball themed. Wow. All right. Okay. You. I'll find out later. I'll get it. <laughs> I know. I'm sure you'll text the other one and she'll tell you. She probably will. <laughs> all right, brother. I love you. Get out of here. Go yeah, spend some time with your wife, all right? Thank you love so you, much. Love you guys. Have a good night. You too. That is Kevin Arnold from the Voice of Land podcast. I love Kev. So nice having him on. Vinny, I'm sorry we didn't get to Fat Boy Tuesday. That's all right. But we did our top three. We had some fun with it. We'll talk some subs another time. Well, you know, I can't really. I who's who's blessing everybody tonight? Because we don't have Big Brown here to bless anybody. Oh, that's very true. Well, I mean, you I, know, I could I could try. You want you want to do the God bless God bless and good night? I'll do it. Do I'll, all right. So uh, here from Illegal Hand of the Face, which is brought to you by Harold Kiel with Lake Erie APA. I had to wait for that till the end. We had a lot of stuff going on, Harold. I'm sorry. But you are our true sponsor. Also, you can catch Papa V at CurvyLandscaping419.com. Also, Toby, James, David, Ava, Jose. Thank you guys for getting in the comments with us. I'm pretty sure there was Red. another one. Red at work, yes. I forgot. Yeah, he was there Red, too. Red's all excited because he got his uh, helmet and jersey signed by Charlie Hewlett. Wow. Who is the, nice. who is the Browns long snapper. You ever been a fan of a long snapper before? No, not yet. Well, he is. He's a huge fan. That's awesome. All right, so he's got his autograph. Uh, on that note, I am that fat guy. Vinny, tell him good night, bud. Hey, have a great night, everybody. All right, we are definitely uncorked, unloaded. We will be out after I thank our troops and first responders. Thank you guys for everything you do. And guess what? See you guys next week at 6 p.m. with Big Brian being back. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night. Oh.